Chapter One of the Story of Garfield, Farm Boy, Soldier, and President. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by William Tomko. The Story of Garfield by William G. Rutherford. Chapter One The Far West. The United States Sixty Years Ago, The Queen City of the West, The Rush for New Lands, Marvelous Growth of American Cities. Go to Liverpool or Glasgow and embark on one of the great ocean steamers which are constantly crossing the Atlantic. Sail westwards for about a week and you will reach the eastern shores of the New World. If you land at New York, you will find yourself in one of the largest cities on the face of the globe. You will also find the country largely peopled by the same race as yourself, and everywhere you will be addressed in your own language. You may travel for weeks from town to town and from city to city, until you are lost in wonder at the vast and populous empire which English-speaking people have founded and built up on the other side of the Atlantic. Where is the new world of fancy and fiction so graphically described in Indian stories and tales of backwoods life? and where are the vast prairies and almost boundless forests of sober fact where the bear the wolf and the buffalo roamed at will the famous hunting grounds of the red indians and the trappers of the old world where is the far west of song and story where are the scenes of fenimore cooper's charming descriptions which have thrown a halo of romance over the homes of the early settlers who first explored these unknown regions for the most part they are gone forever as they appeared to the eyes of the pioneers and pathfinders who wandered for weeks through the wilderness without hearing the sound of any human voice but their own now on forest and prairie land stand great cities equal in population and wealth to many famous places which were gray with age before the new world was discovered the trading posts, once scattered over a wide region, where Indians and white hunters met to barter the skins of animals for firewater and gunpowder, have disappeared before the advances of civilization, and the uninhabited wilderness of fifty years ago has become the center of busy industries of worldwide fame and importance. Sixty years ago, fifteen of the largest cities in the United States had no existence. They were not born. Living men remember when they were first staked out on the unbroken prairie, and the woodsman's axe was busy clearing the ground for the log huts of the first settlers who founded the cities of today. At that period, Chicago, now a millionaire city, and the second in America, consisted of a little fort and a few log huts. There was scarcely a white woman in the settlement, and no roads had been constructed. The ground on which the great city now stands could have been bought for the sum now demanded for a few square feet in one of its busy streets. No wonder the American people are proud of the Queen City of the West. It stands far inland, a thousand miles from the ocean, and yet it is an important port of the shores of Lake Michigan, and steamers from London can land their cargoes at its quays. More than 20,000 vessels enter and leave the port in one year. It is the greatest grain and provision market in the world. It may with truth be said that in America cities rise up almost in the night time. The forest and the prairie are one day out of the reach of civilization, and the next they are one with the throbbing centers of life and progress. 
the railway the means of communication changes all as by a wizard's touch one day the news spread through a certain district that two lines of railway were to cross at a certain point in the wilderness settlers at once crowded to the place and next day the land was staked out in town lots with all the details of streets squares and market-place soon afterwards shanties were seen on the prairies moving with all speed on rollers towards the new town on the second day a number of houses were under construction while the owners camped near by in tents in a few months hundreds of dwellings had been erected and a newspaper established to chronicle the doings of the inhabitants the old nations of the earth creep on at snail's pace the republic thunders past with the rush of an express says a recent american writer think of it he continues a great britain and ireland call forth from the wilderness as if by magic in less than the span of a man's few days upon earth this marvellous growth and rapid change from wilderness to cultivation must be known and understood by readers on this side of the atlantic they can appreciate the story of a lincoln or a garfield who began life in a log hut in a backwood settlement in the far west and made their way to the white house the residence of the ruler of an empire as large as the whole of europe end of chapter one recording by william tomcoe